What is up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. We're back. Ew, you're reading my <laughs> mind. I was going to do that. You were going to do that? I was. Wait, we should have done it at the same time. All right, ready? We're, we're back. back. Oh, wait, I already hate it. <laughs> nope, immediately no. You know what I read somewhere oh. once is that people decide uh-huh. within the first... 30 seconds of a podcast if they're Shit. going to continue listening or not. And Shit. I couldn't help but think that I'm sure like 90% of people within the first 30 seconds are they're done. I, I don't know. I don't know what we bring to the table within the first 30 seconds. That's make that's like bringing the wow factor. That's that's keeping them wanting more. Uh, I didn't know that. I wish I didn't know that. I know. I know. Fuck. Or people could just listen on mute. We're fine with that, too. It's a symbiotic relationship. We both benefit. I don't know how they benefit, but we definitely benefit. So, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. I'm Shannon. I'm Gail. Thanks for being here. We actually had people that missed missed us. I know. It's such a wild concept to me. Like, when I posted that we didn't have a new episode last week, yeah. people responded with, like, frowny faces. And I was like, wait, what? We were on kind of a roll. I feel like we hadn't taken a week off in a very long time. Okay, yes. But the last time we left the studio, I said to you, I was like, you know what? I think this is good. I think this is healthy. I think everyone oh. should take a break once a quarter. Okay. Every quarter. I like quarterly. Like some boundaries to get your head right. Like I felt like over the last week in my head, I kept being like, oh, I feel like I have so much to say. <laughs> well, yeah, that's good. It also absence makes the heart grow fonder. True. But I think like just for like your mental health and like your well-being and stuff like breaks are okay yeah that's true and if you forget about us in a week then you were never you were never a baddie to begin with that's such i feel like that's a fear of mine as i feel like you and i are both very big on staying consistent which is obviously a good thing but yeah i think it's like an innate fear of like oh if we don't post one week people are going to forget but like were were they ever really with us you know exactly did they ever really care were you shooting with us in the gym exactly well we didn't take a, a week off for no reason we were both traveling last week both so of us this time i not know just and you just got back from a tropical vacation it's actually my first time seeing you i, know, I mean I, yeah since we last recorded i know because we had we went on our trips and then and i just i just back. got back this morning yeah. yeah so here we are literally fresh off a red eye fresh off a red so eye fresh and so clean i am very oh much my God, unwell do you have airport germs on you or did you go home and shower i showered oh thank god no you can't take a okay here's the thing taking a red eye is like it's sleeping it's you are going to sleep on the plane which already is so gross and you already are like <laughs> like i did you have a window seat yeah thank god yeah but i was the last the Bro. last seat on the airplane. I booked my ticket yesterday. Shannon. There was one seat left and it was the last seat. Physical last seat on the plane. That's like, so bad. The last one you could physically find. Bianca was next to me because she traded in her better seat for like the crappy middle one next what to me. Mean, like she had the aisle and she gave She it had someone? like an aisle like 10 rows ahead of me or wow, something. Wow. What just, a good sister. Well, yeah. But also we knew we wanted to sleep. So we were like, we'd rather just be like sleep on each other yeah like just sprawled out like who cares rather than a stranger and the person she switched with was like yeah i'll switch with you because he had like the middle the middle seat but yeah it's not it's just like not when you sleep on a plane and you wake up in the morning you feel gross you're wearing the same clothes from the the day before obviously but it's just like it was like a five and a half hour flight right yeah. I've never done a red eye. But You've like, never done it? No. I think my toxic trait is thinking that this time will be different. You know, like, 
when we decided we were going to go to Los Angeles, part of me was like, do we fly back Sunday? And I was like, no, 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 we should just stay till Monday, enjoy the day, take the red eye back, sleep on the plane, go to the office Tuesday. It'll be great. And it's just never great. It's not like no regrets though, right? I I don't know. I don't know if it was the (laughs) smartest move. We went to the grocery store and we picked up, we literally walked in and we looked at the man's working and my sister was like, get us everything that you can that is going to knock us out like anything you can all the melatonin we were taking this like melatonin gel i took an advil pm i took a melatonin patch that you're supposed to put on your wrist like everything and in my mind i was like i am not waking up during this flight but what ends up actually happening is your brain is so tired that you're sleeping but your body's still uncomfortable and you're still like waking up and like rolling around and stuff so when you when the flight touched down i was not well rested i felt or I probably would have felt better if I didn't sleep. Sleep, yeah. yeah. But I'm it's sorry. okay. We made it. We're surviving. We're not thriving. But I feel like half the times we record this podcast. We're not always thriving. I'm not well. So it's just, it goes with the theme. How about you? How are you? How was your trip? My trip was fabulous. My ass is peeling. I, if you like mm. see me squirming in my seat, it's I'm itching my Put butt. it on a shirt. My, my <laughs> trip was fabulous. My ass is peeling. <laughs> It's okay. They warned me about the sun there, but so I went to St. John for a wedding, but we made it into like a whole Vacay. little vacation. Um, highly recommend. Like, yeah, I was gonna say highly. You do highly. highly. I, I want to go back. Yes. So, did people? Was there like talk about all of the saints? Like, which ones you go to? Did, were people like, oh, I've been to St. Thomas, and this was different? Like, what? What's the vibe of St. John? Okay, so in order to get to St. John, you have to fly into St. Thomas. So that's okay. what we did. We flew into St. Thomas. Then we took like a 10-minute ferry from St. Thomas to St. John. And on our last day, we spent some time in St. Thomas. And obviously, I didn't go to any of the beaches. But like just right. being in the town, St. Thomas is way – first of all, it's massive like compared to St. John. Oh, okay. But um, St. John is a lot smaller. And St. Thomas is just more like um, – commercialized like for okay. instance they have like a mcdonald's an auto zone like they have like legit things there whereas on saint john it's like true island living like there's houses and there's restaurants and businesses but it's not like commercialized yeah like saint thomas okay is. it feels more like you're completely in a different world so it would be kind of like if you're in hawaii like going to oahu which is where like honolulu is and everything like that versus going to like you know, Maui or the big island or something like that. Sure. I've, I have no idea, but yeah, I've never been either. I yeah. was just, I was just making conversation no. about something that I have not literally no recollection. No, I'm going like off of great... what other people said. Yeah. No, I know nothing about Hawaii, okay. but, okay. but yeah, let's but go yeah, with that. Basically, basically, but, um, but you recommend it. Yes. Like I'm dying to go back because there's so many amazing beaches. We only got to two, um, like, like two that we walked on, but we did like a boat day and that's when I got really badly burnt because we were, I was going to say scuba. Scuba. We were not scubaing. I can never, we were snorkeling. (laughs) Have you seen the movie? Um, along came Polly. Yes. Oh, Lubin, Lubin, are you for scuba? (laughs) Lubin. Lubin. I I actually watched that recently. It's so much. I feel like we watched it together. Possibly. Like what are the chances? Go on. So good. Anyways. Um, but on oh my god it was so okay bad vibes literally bad vibes when we did the boat day we drove by epstein's island oh that is bad vibes and like it was i didn't know it was down there me neither it's called the island is called little saint james 
And so the guy that bought it, okay, so there was this one particular house on St. John that was like $26 million or whatever. And then I find out that this guy, it was like basically like buy one island, get one free. So he bought um, Epstein's Island and then for $60,000, but he got another island with it. So it was like he bought two islands for $30 million each. Why buy a house when you could buy two islands? Yeah, but I'm not buying Epstein's Island. I know. Like I'd rather just the one. I agree. So I guess his plan is to make like a boutique hotel resort, like a luxury boutique resort on it. And I'm like, I don't Who's know. Who's going there? Yeah, I Maybe don't like I some could freaks. Go. I could see like there's there being some weirdos that yeah. would. But like, no, that's such bad. Bad juju. Bad vibes. You don't go there. I that's know. not. That's not. Just imagine like you're married weird. and your husband's like, hey, honey, like I booked us a trip on like Epstein's Island. I, I would be a like, bomb for it. I would be like, you are now single. There's no need for I that. Know. Wow. But that so that was weird to drive by. And then I guess Kenny Ches- Chesney um, has, a house has a house there. And we got to see that from the boat because you can't see it from land like when you're on the beach. So that was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, it was just it was so freaking hot. Like, too hot. Like, like I couldn't live there hot. Tropical islands in the summer are definitely... It was definitely it was, a lot. I, I still have a heat rash. You do? Yeah. Really? And it's very itchy. Really? Okay, so, w- so wait, where itchy. is it? It's all over my arms. Okay, because I have a rash all over my legs. I thought it was hives. But oh, you probably have heat rash, You think too. that might be what it is? Is it itchy? Well, I was in Vegas for five days, which yeah. is way too long to be in Vegas, by the way. Just, you don't do that. It's not the vibe. No. And then I started noticing I was getting, like, hives on my legs. And I went to L.A. And it just, it's been getting worse. I don't know. It's definitely the heat. It has to be, right? Like, the dry heat. Yeah. Ugh, it's been oh, brutal. Oh, yeah, it's dry in Vegas. Yeah, it was and, like, under, like, under my, like, my underarms have been, like, Dry, like they feel just like dry and like scaly or something. I don't know. Scaly. I'm just like all confused. I think there's a time when your body is just like, take me home. Take <laughs> it's time. Me home, country country road to the place. Peter, he's like, I, I belong. belong. West Virginia. All right. Yeah. Anyways, um, you were in Vegas for five days and then LA. You were, yeah. you were a little. <laughs> A little influencer, um, Little Miss Erwan. Little Miss Erwan. I know my sister loves Erwan. She's like I. So I went to Vegas for a work trip, which I never really spent time in Vegas before. Didn't know what to expect. I'd spent like twelve hours there on a layover once, and I just I can confidently say that I understand why some people are gravitated towards going there. I can also confidently say that I'm not rushing back. Really? It's just like, you know me. I like to have a good time. But I'm also, I like to get up in the morning and go for a walk and, you know, get a matcha latte and sit outside. And you can't do that in Vegas. You can't just like, if I were to walk down the street. No, there's just, it's not what you do. You can't just like walk down the street and get like a cute coffee and like sit outside. It's like you're in the desert and not in like, oh, this is cool. I'm in the desert where you're like you're in a built up random city in the desert. It's just casinos and gambling and like strip clubs. And that's that's what it is. And oh, and, ex- and expensive stores, which don't open in the morning when you want to get coffee. And you can't like you're in a casino 
all day. And people aren't really going outside. Like, unless you're going to the pool. I will say the first day I went to the pool, that was nice. It was relaxing. It was nice out. It was like 95 degrees, but like dry heat. So it wasn't that bad. But for the rest of the time, I wasn't out by the pool because we were at a work conference. And like, you're just inside. And when you're in the casino, like there's no windows in there. It could be... It could be 7 p.m. It could be 7 a.m. It could be 2 a.m. It could be noon. Like, you have no idea. Like, people are just in there for days. You don't know how how long they've been there. One morning, I was joining a work call on the casino floor, which I shouldn't have done. I just needed to get... I was just like, I need to just find a space to set up shop. Didn't know where to go. This guy sits next to me, like, lights... It's 6 in the morning. Lights a cigarette. He has a croissant on the other hand. And he was just going, like, every other, every other. And I was like, this is just toxic. It's toxic. And I feel like... It's honestly a little sad. No, here's like they're real people with gambling problems. No, yeah, for sure. The gambling is sad. But even beyond that, I I think if we went like with our group of friends, I'm sure we'd have a good time. But I feel like you just kind of I just saw like this. Yeah, like kind of like sadness across the board, whether it was the people that were out, you know, partying or the people that were gambling all night. And like I didn't feel like peaceful there. Which is so random because we have it's so much. I, I love I love Miami and it's not that different, but it just like was. So I think by the end of it, I just needed to get out and I had it was a great work trip. Like the work portion was awesome. But when I left, I was like, I need to get out of this place. Like I need to get out of a casino. I need to get out of this hotel and I just like need to leave. And then when I landed in L.A., it was like the ocean was there. My sister was there. Um, Fresh air. Yeah. Like she doesn't. My sister doesn't drink like I'm not drinking right now. We spent the whole weekend on just like a wellness like type vibe like to Malibu. And that literally cured me. Like it's exactly what I needed. And we went to Erewhon like 15 times because Bianca loves it there. Wait, was that your first Hailey Bieber smoothie? What is it called? That was my first Hailey. Yeah, it it's called like the Hailey Bieber like glaze smoothie. Like something like, I don't know. Was it I, worth the hype? Honestly. Okay, yes. Yes. Really? So Delaney, who I worked with, asked me this question earlier. She was like, was it worth the hype? Because people say different things. Some people say it is. Some people say it's not. I didn't know what to expect. I actually didn't even know they had the Hailey Bieber smoothie there. I just was like, everyone kept messaging us being like, you have to get the smoothies. So I was, I saw the Hailey Bieber one and they said that that was their most popular. So I ordered it and it was so good. It's like the perfect amount of like vanilla with strawberry and like notes of coconut cream and like but everything's healthy i mean i'm sure it's like you know obviously not it's like not low calorie by any mean but like healthy ingredients it was one of the best things i've ever tasted it was just delicious i hate that it was it was worth the hype and that's what (sighs) bianca and i kept saying the whole trip was we kept doing things that we expected to be like oh that was stupid and it wasn't like we went to Nobu Malibu expecting to be like oh this is gonna be so stupid and all these people here just like wanting to be seen like wanting to feel like they're a part of something and i think i might have had the best meal of my life like i left and i was like dang it like why did i have to have it was so good better than nobu new york because the nobu malibu they have the same menu as nobu new york but there's a whole section that's specifically only for the malibu location which was really half you'd love it i know i I, that's the thing i know i would i just I just hate being basic. But I hate being but basic like, also, too. Also, like, what's wrong with being basic? Things are basic for a reason because they're yeah, good. Yeah, like people like it for a reason. Well, while we were gone, Haley Bieber ditched her 
d- glazed donut nails. Oh, I know. Did I don't, you see that? I don't vibe with the new ones. No, me neither. It's I not, hate them. She has to go back. She got to go back. I, I feel like she's like trying to be different. And yeah. I just like hope this doesn't become a thing because yeah. I will never paint my nail a different color unless like every different nail has a different color unless it's for like like a festival like i don't yeah i can't can't really picture a world in which i do that it's just like not her either no huh okay well while we're gone there's been some changes we got some changes in the studio we got some new pillows that you guys can't see Just kidding. Peter took them. I was like, I don't even see any pillows. Okay, we well, told- while we were waiting for you, I had a pillow. Oh. Now I don't. I could Peter. use that pillow. Sorry. Shannon could use the pillow. We could both use the pillow, Peter. No, Boy, Shannon would fall, fall asleep. asleep on me. Yeah. I know, it's so true. Um, what else has changed? Um, okay, I actually do have beef. I oh, have beef. shock. I know. <laughs> Not with a per. Well, I guess it could be a person. A person like, plays your thing. The CEO of Instagram and TikTok. Oh, right. Um, do you have like auto updates on your phone? Like does no, do apps no, update on your not. own? Okay, so you probably I'm pretty sure I haven't updated my phone in two years and I can't even like receive certain emojis anymore. Oh Jesus. Oh I can't I can okay. When someone tries to unsend a text, I can see the text they tried to unsend. That's, oh my god, I've done that too. That's where I'm at. Well, I, I love it. That. I feel like it's a superpower. I know the things that people are trying to unsee. And then I don't tell them that I can still see them. You know what? I forget which group chat. I don't know who, what group chat, but I unsent a message to the group and it literally notified me and said, Shannon. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, so you like, know. But I didn't know. But I, but it told me. I just okay. didn't know. You confirmed it. But you wouldn't know that Instagram, okay, updated their stories. They're so big. Oh. Like, I'm going to show you because I need you to hate it with me. They Look at stories. how big. Oh, yeah. You can only see, like, two of them now. Yeah, Yeah, mine are still little. Three. Like, was this story update made for people in nursing homes? Like, (laughs) with people with, like, bad vision? I don't get it. What was the point? Maybe they just... Was that... Is this their way of saying, like, oh, we're trying to get away from, like, the the feed and, like, we're trying to be more, like, story-based? One-on-one. I don't know. I just don't understand what they were trying to achieve. I mean, I think that if most of us are being honest with ourselves, I don't remember the last time I scrolled through my Instagram. Don't people just watch people's stories now? Yeah. Like, when is when is anyone scrolling through Instagram? But, like, why, why do they need to make it bigger? Like, I'm going to scroll on my stories regardless. Yeah, like, I'm here no matter what. It's just... <laughs> they only want... <laughs> They're only showing you, like, the first anywhere. three people, though, now. Maybe yeah. there's a reason for it. Maybe they're trying to, like, push ads like certain ads i don't know they're probably trying to do something that's gonna benefit them obviously because they're little conniving little weasels they are little weasels and then freaking tiktok i saw people warn me about this but i had to i had to update my tiktok because it was like crashing because i I swear to god they they let these little crawly bugs go out into the app to ruin it so Mm. that you have to update it yeah they changed the font on tiktok like everything like comments like your profile all the fonts are different are different it's this ugly it's called tiktok sans they literally have their own name for it oh ew it's probably like a cousin to comic sans oh like a distant it's disgusting and i hate wait, it wait do i have that obviously not no. i will show you it's 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 quite literally disgusting quite literally please compare i feel like i've seen people bitch about this and i didn't know what they were talking about Compared to compared to your TikTok, 
Just look at our profile description. No, I can see. I can see a slight difference. I can. No, it's a big difference, and I hate it. And I don't adjust well to change, and it it gives me the ick. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it annoying you. I <laughs> don't think I would have noticed it. However, I do understand that it's just one of those things. Like people don't like change. I Even mean, if it's the numbers really get me the most. The numbers are the <laughs> ugliest thing I've ever. Like the four. Yeah, I hate that four. It's an ugly four. Peter, did you? I know you. Uh, you posted about the Instagram stories. Did you notice the TikTok change? I didn't know. I, I don't know if mine's changed either. Oh, don't update it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Just deal with the bugs. Deal with the slow slowness of TikTok. I've uh, never been a phone updater ever in my whole life. Well, there's a difference between updating your apps and updating your phone. I know, but like you there are people who constantly like whenever they get notified about an update, they're doing it. There are people That's like true. that among us who exist and they're living and they're breathing and they're what? I just click remind me later. Yeah, remind me later. <laughs> I've never been reminded later. No, not once. I've never like followed through on the reminder. <laughs> no. It's like hitting snooze in the morning. Is there people out there that just wake up when their alarm goes off? Yeah, psychopaths. I've heard that they do. I've heard that there's people that don't snooze. And as much as I'd like to be like that, I don't trust people like that. I want to be like the people that set their phone on the other side of the room when they go to yeah. bed. But like, do I though? Or like the people that sleep with their workout clothes on so they go to the gym in the morning. Shut up. No one does that. Maybe <laughs> I've tried to do that and it hasn't worked. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> you slept in leggings. I've slept in my workout outfit being like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning, see that I'm wearing my clothes for the gym and there is nothing. So you wore a sports bra to bed. Yes, that's and I was like, there is literally no chance, like negative five hundred percent, that I'm going to let myself continue sleeping while wearing this. I think outfit. you should have kept that one to the chest. But what <laughs> happens is that when weird. it's five in the morning, like you're, you don't care. Like you're like, I'm just going to keep sleeping. <laughs> so I don't think I'd be able to fall asleep because I'm like, I feel fucking. Yeah, but you're like big on like the sense, like the uh, sensations true, and stuff. Like, I've I sleep in leggings all the time. Like I can really? sleep in anything. Yeah. I can sleep. I was at a wedding last December with Michael and his family. Yeah. After the wedding, we went back to like the hotel and we were sitting on the couch, like hanging out, like having, having a drink, drink, just like chit chatting. I fell asleep like mid conversation. And I don't remember like how, or like why we were all just like chatting. And all of a sudden I just fell asleep, like fully clothed, just like head on my shoulder, just fell asleep. For like an hour. Okay, there's a difference between napping and laying down in bed with the covers over you, getting all cozy. You might as well wear jeans to bed. Yeah, I probably could do that too. I just like, I could sleep anywhere. That is... Except on a red eye. Except on a red eye. (laughs) That is is facts. All right, let's dive into some drunk deets. Um, Okay, let's see. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Jenny from the block. No, just kidding. Jennifer Aniston. Do you think people call her Jenny ever? She's not a... But she's no. also, she's a first name, last name. There's no way. I guess, no, people call her Jen. I have heard that people yeah, call her Jen. Yeah, true. That's okay. true. Our girl Jen just launched a new hair product. I had no idea that she had a hair care brand. I thought you were going to say I had no idea that she had hair. Hair. I had no idea. <laughs> it's a wig. It's a wig. She no, does have good hair, though. She has a hair care brand called Lola V. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's L O L A capital v-i-e and so she just launched her new intensive repair hair treatment and 
all anyone could ever talk about in the comments was, oh my God, like she has gray hair. She has gray roots. And before you all get your torches and your pitchforks, everyone was actually very nice in the comments, but people were praising her being like, it's cool that she's going all natural, basically. Yes. And I, one, love that for for her. I think she can pull off anything. Yeah. I will say, like, maybe from what I saw, maybe in person it's different. It literally just looks like really, really light blonde to me. Yeah, I'm looking right now and it doesn't look... It's not like super like gray, like... No. What you're probably picturing in your head. No, I I was picturing gray. Right? It's it's like it's blonde. Like she Like I'm sure it's it's maybe blonde gray. It's, maybe it's it's maybe gray. It's yeah. Or bra- or grand. I mean, she's just like genetically blessed if that is just her natural gray. Hair. <laughs> Peter's giving me what? dirty looks. What are you saying? He doesn't like my grand or my <laughs> yeah, my bray. I wasn't loving it either, but I was Very just trying creative. to like I'm so I was hoping creative. if I just ignored it it would go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to start a trend. She's grand. Don't say grand. You like bray? No. I need well, you gotta to pick one. <laughs> no. You gotta pick one. I need but, it to end. <laughs> I just okay. think, I think um, aging can be a, a really sensitive topic for women specifically. Yeah, and I think like if we were to just normalize it a little bit more, it wouldn't be a topic a topic of conversation. Like I think like the fact that she is promoting a product and all people can talk about is like her gray hair is just like. It's not annoying, but it's just like, it is why, why are we, why she's 54 years old. Obviously she's going to have some gray hairs. I have lots of Why gray is hair. she being applauded? Like, I, like I get it, but I'm just like, we should Maybe live because in a so world. many celebrities just would never show their, I don't, I just think our society has a weird obsession with youth. Like it's it creepy, like always obsessed with youth, younger, 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 like even, I don't know, look at like the modeling industry like they want you to be like 16 17 years old like if you're like 24 like you're old or it's if, weird or if you're not 16 they want you to look like you're yeah child. it's just like every it's like we, it's a weird obsession obsession with youth and i think the opposite of youth is aging so that's just why i don't know what perpetuates it like i don't know if people innately are scared of aging so that is reflected in what we see on the media or if the media is pushing youth and that's changing people's perception of aging. I'm not really sure. Maybe think, it's a little bit of both. I think they're pushing youth because it's a billion dollar industry. Yeah. Between so all the products and the Botox and the hair dye, all this, all that. So I think they want to make us feel so insecure that we're willing to spend whatever whatever it takes, it takes to to look young and it works it does it's really we need sad. to rebel it is really sad if you think it about it sad. Ugh, that but like at mad. the same time i'm a fucking hypocrite i never said i wasn't a hypocrite because like i'm not gonna lie like i'm finding gray hairs in my head and i'm like what the fuck i'm literally 27 what um, is this see i've had gray hair since i was five years old so it doesn't feel like five yeah i've always had gray hair do you remember or you were just told? no yeah i remember like literally seeing it and being like oh my gosh it's a gray hair when i was like a little kid huh. i've always had it but my dad it's my it's genetic dad. my dad's had it since he was little too well your mom has beautiful hair so yeah i kind of like it 
The gray? Yeah. I don't notice it. Yeah. Well, it's covered right now, but I don't hate it. Do you I notice think... mine? Can you see no, the sparkle? No, I can't see it. You're good. I think gray hair is cool. It makes you look wise. <sighs> it does. Like, we've earned those grays. But we've like earned it. Other than that, it's like all these anti-aging creams. Like, who knows if they're fucking working? They're not. No. And... Let's be honest. Nothing is working. And I say that and we're never going to get like Wait. another brand like to reach out to us ever again. But nothing is working. Is there a single product that works? Okay. No. I want an update on your Dennis Gross mask. Have you been still using that? Yeah, that actually I think does work. You do? I think so. Okay. But that's not it's not a product. It's that, LED lights. Like I That's true. I don't know. I've gone through periods of times where my skincare routine has been like 15 steps. And I've gone through periods of time where my skincare routine has been like one or two steps and it's face wash and moisturizer. And I honestly don't think my skin looks any different. Like when you have a 15 versus two product. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I've come to the point and people are going to disagree with me. There are, I'm sure there's everyone's skin is different. Everyone's bodies are different. What works for one girl isn't going to work for another girl. We've, we've talked about this before. It's the same with eating. Like some girls can eat whatever they want. Others can't. Others are more reactive to things. That's fine. I personally find that like, at least for myself, I think it, it matters way more like what I'm eating, what I'm putting into my body than it does like what cream or moisturizer I'm putting and on And also skin. like people forget genetics plays a huge, huge role. role. Like yes. some people are prone to wrinkles. Like that's just the thing. Some people are prone to gray hair. Some people are prone to fucking acne. Like it literally is just your genetics. That's such a good point. Like I've always been prone to gray hair, but I my neither of my parents ever would get acne when they were my age or when they were in their teenage years. So yeah. like that's there's also an element of of that and I feel like we should be we should be more upfront with that because it's it's not not to brag but it's like you don't want people to sit around feeling like oh if I just spent a million dollars on all the skincare shit like I'm not going to break out like you might just break out cuz it's genetic and that's right. part of it. And there's things you can do to manage it and ways you can eat for sure but you might just be more prone to breakouts and that's right. okay. Just like you see a girl in a friggin' TikTok at the gym and she has a six pack and the most like amazing body you've ever seen and she's sharing her workout routine. I'm not saying don't do her workout routine. I'm just saying don't expect to, to look, look like, like her. Yeah. Like she's probably genetically blessed and that's and according to some at least and that's okay. Like you will like you will look slightly different and that's fine. We just need to embrace ourselves. <laughs> Just like embrace it. Except I'm and we say all and that, but myself. we're also like deep down, we're like, no, but I, I would still do the stupid workout routine if I saw like Daisy Keach post it for sure. But <laughs> oh, Daisy Keach. Throwback. Keach. 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 I like it. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, Pete Davidson speaks out after a leaked voicemail to PETA um, surf, um, surfaces. Yeah, so really sad. His mom slash family dog died like back in May. It was really sad. They only had him for two years. He was a COVID puppy. I don't really know exactly how the dog passed away, but super sad. He basically was really open about how you know, hard it was on his mom and his sister saying he's never seen them cry that much or that hard yeah. in his entire life, um, whatever. Um, so he, being the good person that he is, goes and gets his mom and sister a new dog. Right. 
And this dog just so happened to not be from a shelter. He he purchased a dog. He did not adopt a dog. Okay. He purchased a Cavapoo. And so I guess when he was at the store, um, there was video of him captured there without his consent, without his acknowledgement. And he was already really upset about the fact that, the, you know, whoever it was at the store that worked there published him purchasing this dog it's one thing to be mad about that but what happened was Peta saw this picked it up and then publicly bashed him okay for purchasing a dog and not adopting adopting and pete basically <laughs> left a voicemail for the senior vp of cruelty investigations for Peta. Um, her name's Daphna. I guess he got her name because she's the one who made the statement kind of bashing mm-hmm. him. And he left a pretty aggressive voicemail. Um, I'll read it quickly. He said, hi, my name is Pete Davison. This message is for Daphna. Daphne, thank you so much for making comments publicly. Is it Daphne or Daphna? Daphna? Okay. Go Does on. Does it matter? Oh. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Thank you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs, so I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to cavapoos and those types of dogs. And my mom's fucking dog, who is two years old, died a week prior and we're all so sad. So I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you fucking create news stories for people because you're a boring, tired fuck. Fuck you and S my D. Wow. Very angry. Very angry. Very angry. Very. So I think between, um, you know, he's probably feeling a little sensitive because his dog just died. Yeah. And then he was probably upset that he was filmed without consent. And then... And then shamed. It's like shamed. when... Yeah, it's like when you... Ugh, things are going wrong. It's like and no matter what you do, it's like you're trying to do a good thing and it's like no good deed goes unpunished type vibe exactly yeah and I then Peta didn't back down after after that they basically issued another statement specifically to tmz following that the voicemail saying our hearts go out to the davison family for the loss of their dog but pete must know in his heart that there's no excuse for buying a dog and propping up the puppy mill industry when millions of dogs await loving homes and shelters and we hope he'll do the right thing and adopt next time and i guess they argued um obviously people know there are certain dog breeds um you know golden doodles terriers i guess cavapoos whatever um there's a couple others out there that are hypoallergenic um but Peta actually says there's no such thing as a 100 percent hypoallergenic dog right there are people that can be allergic to dog saliva or dander um, the dander yeah it's not necessarily just like a fur thing like yes there's people that are allergic to the fur on a dog but it goes more than just the fur um so they kind of said that wasn't really an, an excuse uh, i can totally see both sides to this because sometimes i think Peta, it's like they just slow their roll a little bit i mm-hmm. do get it you need people to be encouraging others especially like if you have a public platform to adopt and not shop like because it's true like there are so many dogs out there that need a loving home and so many dogs that are waiting to be rescued and it's very, very sad and it breaks my heart. Um, so I I do think that like just 
bashing and like shaming one person when so many people do it maybe isn't the right move, especially when he was obviously very upset. Like, I think if he wasn't upset, if he was just buying a dog, I get it. Cause I'm like, Oh, who cares about celebrities? Just like yeah. down with them, whatever it is, what it is. But he wasn't like um, doing a brand deal with this. Yeah, like he was, like, Look, he was trying to do like a dog. nice thing for his mom. So I'm like, come on, Peter, like chill a little bit. But there's this other part of me that just respects Peter so much. Like they're doing the most. And I think we <laughs> like, honestly, them getting into a tiff with a, celebrity right now like good now more people are talking about PETA again I just it's like I can see it going both ways because I do like the work that they're doing and I think it's very important and there's a lot of messed up stuff happening in the world do I think that Pete Davidson is the mastermind behind it all and he was doing something horrible no but I also kind of can appreciate the fact that they were obviously going for him because they knew that it was going to spark some exactly. sort of a story and their ulterior motive is for people to be talking about PETA and for people to be treating animals with respect and adopting. So part of me is like, like it sucks to say, cause like it, he, his, his mom and sister were really sad. So I'm not saying I'm happy it happened, but like, and it's also, it's, it's kind tough. of messed up to like use a celebrity for clout. Cause they know that if they, yeah, they use him. Like, it's like it's a greater get, good argument though. Right. If you do a bad thing, but it serves a good purpose. Is it, is bad? it bad? Yeah. If you do a good thing, but it serves an ulterior post like purpose, like a selfish purpose, is it a good thing? Like I don't know. I think that's so complicated. It is. It ain't black and white. There's no winner here. No. I, I don't think. Um, I'm just happy to see P. Davidson in the news for anything other than dating like another Kardashian. Yes. So I'm just like, the boys got to chill. Just like, well, he has a girlfriend now, so okay. he's probably like trying to stay out of the drama, <laughs> trying to keep it low key. Yeah, I guess he like bought a, a ferry, which is so Pete Davidson. I guess he was really high um, a year ago, and he bought a Staten Island ferry for oh. two hundred eighty thousand dollars, and he just—I feel like they'd be more than that, right? Well, I guess it's like really, really old. Oh, like I—I okay. like, I don't think it like works. Oh, so it's just a stare at. See, that's stupid. I just think that if i had that much money i wouldn't be doing dumb shit like that but it's pete davidson what do you expect i, I don't know <laughs> just a I little bit more i expect nothing less from him. i guess he had plans to like turn it into what does it say like a museum <laughs> not a museum like a fun like an amusement park oh a restaurant so it said he had plans to create a restaurant bar and entertainment space on the boat that people could visit while it was docked so like kind of think of like tall ship in oh the yeah okay but he didn't do it <laughs> but he hasn't done it yeah he he bought it back in january of 2020 oh my god okay so it was commissioned in 1965 wow and it was auctioned after being decommissioned because of mechanical issues i bet if he paid for it to get fixed maybe it could <sighs> i don't know classic maybe he could spin the news story and like make it like a puppy shelter <laughs> like, i just don't know if like he's gonna be able to do that i think he's he's done his thing the him also saying to the person that Peta is like bored it's like i get he was mad but i'm like i don't think they're bored i think they're literally trying to save the animals of the world yeah you are a um stupid celebrity who gets high and buys things that you don't need yeah, so like who's who's the one that's bored pete is actually like making it they're like the trying world. to change the world and you're like just trying to date a-list actresses 
Wait, so <laughs> wait, I still love Pete Davidson though. No, I mean, like, I he's fine. Like, I like him. I, I have no issue with Pete. I'm just like, let's not pretend like. Let's not pretend like you're doing something so great no. with your life. No. Anyways, another news. Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy have broken up. So I feel like this relationship, if you want to call it a relationship, was a little doomed from the start. The second that Taylor was spotted with Matt, Maddie Healy, people were pissed all over the Internet. They were like, he looks like a villain. He's a horrible person. Apparently he's made comments in the past that um, were not PC. People just don't like him. And I don't know if it's because of what he said or if it's just like the vibe he gives off or if people are just really protective over Taylor Swift. But I feel like I've seen people just bashing him all over the comment section ever since that picture of him smoking like the cigar while she has like the glass of wine came out and he just looks like a complete like frat douchebag. Yeah, a douche rocket. (laughs) He kind of does. But anyways, I feel like that was short lived, like what, maybe three months? I don't even think that. I, I think it was... So they split in April and it's now June, I guess May. I feel like it's been like maybe two months. Celebrities are weird though. Like it could have been a year. You never that's, know. That's very true. I feel like it was just an, a rebound. I think it was a rebound too. Honestly. She has seemed like particularly like emotional yes. in her most recent concert, like the Chicago concert. She was At least, sad. I mean, obviously I wasn't there, but in the TikToks I've been seeing, there's been multiple scenes of her like tearing up, like looking very emotional when she's been singing certain songs of hers like maroon like but i'm like i don't know if she was emotional because of maddie keely breakup or if this is now bringing up emotions about joe yeah it literally could be anything and i don't want the swifties to come for me but like let's remember she's a mastermind like are they crocodile tears like are they real tears is it just an act like does she just want to get the people thinking and like she's thinking about them yeah like what if she is a mastermind. Know. She literally has a song called Masterminds. That's exactly. so like sometimes I think about this because I relate. Taylor Swift is one of those people like she brings out those emotions in you. Like all of a sudden you are a 12-year-old girl jumping up and down on your bed, like obsessing over the guy that you're in love with, like your crush when you're in middle school. Like she brings you back to that. So yes. she you're right. She knows how to stir your emotions. So sometimes it's tough to know, like, is this part of an act to get everyone so bought in or is she just really upset and i think if you're listening right now and you're being like no she would never do that i think you're delusional yeah like think think about how smart this woman is the smartest woman in america she's so smart on this planet she knows what Um, she's doing she knows what she's doing but i just uh, there's no way that she's getting emotional over maddie healy i'm sorry okay so you think that was just solely what I Maybe think it could it was be, for Joe. I don't know. That's a, that's what like if the tears were real, I think I'm leaning more towards. All right, so we'd get out of this like what six seven year long relationship where everything seemed perfect. Obviously, it wasn't, but they break up. You jump into a rebound, and it's kind of fun. You have no of, time to mourn if you're rebounding. Exactly. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of flirty. You don't really have time to process your emotions because it's a rebound, and then that ends, and all of a sudden, everything you're dealing you. with the real like implications of, you know, this multi-year relationship ending this friendship, this person that you built your life with and like realizing that you're alone and all of the millions of people that show up to see you every weekend. But other than that alone, (laughs) and I could see that being a little emotional, but I agree. I don't think it's for Maddie Healy. No, me neither. 
he's a freaking loser. And I, I know that the Swifties don't want to t- see Taylor upset, but I think this is going to be good for her. I think if she just keeps her head down, not her head down, just, just like give your heart a break, finish this tour strong, do your thing. Don't look at guys because you don't need a man. Yeah. You don't need a man to make you happy. You have the Swifties. Like, I feel like she has a really good distraction right you now. You and I are like, you don't need a man. Meanwhile, you and I are literal serial dater, daters. I don't know if I've either of us have ever been single. <laughs> no, never. I told you I'm a massive fucking hypocrite. Oh my <laughs> gosh. We're just like, we're sitting here and we're like, you don't need a man. That's the thing. And meanwhile, I'm like, but like, I do. <laughs> Okay, so Taylor Swift doesn't, but you do. Taylor Swift is fucking superwoman. What okay. do you, you think I can handle this world on my own? Absolutely not. I literally cry every single day. Okay. Every single day. Every, still. Even in a relationship. Every day. Every day. I'll start crying right now. Just for, just because. It's in there somewhere. It's it's hiding. I have it in me. You do. I could do it right now. Are my eyes getting wet? Oh, yeah. You're kind of freaking me I out. can cry on demand. I, I can too, actually. I literally can. Not as fast as you just did. It takes me like, <laughs> I need a little bit of a, a ramp up time. No. Like, give me like 10 seconds. <laughs> I can do it. What are I you can thinking do about? I don't know. It's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. <gasps> but there oh, is something so fun about crying. Just like, just like I mean, every now and then. I don't do it because I want to. I do it because I have to. I just think that like... <sighs> Everyone, this is this is so messed up. No one wants to see Taylor Swift upset, but like, do they though? There's just something about when an artist is going through something and they're putting out this like emotional music, and there's the the angst and the crying and the tears and the bitterness and the you know upset stomach and the butterflies. And I feel like people eat that shit up, eat that shit up because they like to feel like they're not alone, and maybe they're going through that too, and they like to feel like. Taylor Swift gets it. We're in it together. Also, misery loves company. It's so true. It's misery so true. Loves company. And there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than those like first few weeks of getting over a breakup. There's truly nothing worse than that at all. Oh no! But that, but that glow up, glow up, the glow up. That glow up is pretty tight. And all then right. you get into another relationship. Then you get fat. And happy yeah. Again, and you're like fuck. I the know. cycle begins. I know. You know what I? You know what I read, though, the other day that I thought was very, very interesting? What? Um, okay, so, oh, it was actually Lily Reinhart, the person in um, Riverdale. The yes. Betty. The Sprouse's ex? Yes. Yep. And so she did an interview because she was just talking about, you know, dealing with depression, anxiety, like a lot of emotions that come from, you know, fighting with friends, breakups, all those things, and like how she kind of deals with it. And she was like, sometimes I think of it as if I... In a make-believe world, obviously. But she was like, if I got asked, like, let's say I... She was like, let's say I was um, just some random, like, thing. Like a... I don't know. <laughs> like, not a human. And <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. She says it so much better than I do. And I guess God goes up to her and goes, would you like to, to try out being a human? Like, you can go onto Earth for a very, like, fleeting... Oh, so when you said thing, you meant thing. Like a thing. Like, like I don't... Like a speck in the air. Like a speck. And he goes... Would you like to go to Earth for a fleeting amount of time? Like it's going to go by like the blink of an eye. And and during that time, you're going to experience like the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, 
heartbreak and sadness and anger, but also the like most abundant joy. And like, you're going to go through some most difficult things in your life, but you're going to feel every emotion there is like, would you do it? And she's like, every time I would say yes. So I do think that sometimes like people, maybe not in the moment, but like, do you ever feel like you went through something so hard, but you're like, I'm happy that I was able to go through that because you get to experience what it means to be a human. <laughs> I also, by the way, don't do any drugs. So I don't know where that just came from. I think I'm just overtired, but no, that makes perfect sense. It's like, if you didn't know what life was, like if you were like a freaking speck, speck of dust in the air and, and you were offered this op- once in a lifetime opportunity to be a human, it's literally once in a lifetime, like we only have one life. So fucking live it. I think most of us would take it. We would take it, we, yeah. right? Like I don't think even that- if because so so we are all dealt a deck of cards, mm-hmm. and even if even if even if God came and showed you this these is- cards and said this is what's going to happen to you, good and bad. Like, yes, you are going to be dealt these cards. Do you want to experience this? You see those bad, but yeah, you're still going to say yes because the good outweighs the bad. Yes, yes, and like to experience all of it. Like it's it's, it's nice to feel. Sometimes it's nice to look back at the times in your life when you went through. My college graduation, and I was sitting there watching the sunrise, bawling my eyes out, knowing that life was going to change. But like to be able to feel that much is what it means to be human. And that's important. Dude, I can't think about life too hard because if I do, I literally start to panic. Really? I don't want it to be over. You get the panics. Yeah. Because you don't want it to be over. I don't want it to be over. I know. It goes back to the whole aging thing. And I don't want to get older. (laughs) And like, I know that like, I just feel like it gets a point where it's like, I don't want to be old. And I don't, I don't mean like forties or fifties. Like, I feel like that's fine, but I feel like you hit an age where it's like, okay. Yeah. What are we doing? I feel like they're I just going to have technology there. when we're 90, where we're going to be like 40. Okay, but I also panic where I'm like, okay, like, is it, is this going to happen in my lifetime? Okay. Yeah. Like you want to, like, you want to hit that to, threshold. I want them to advance technology faster. Yeah. So that I can be here forever. <laughs> Do you want to be here forever? It seems exhausting. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So we were talking about breakups, but what about relationships? I saw a TikTok the other day. We know a lot about relationships. And I thought it was super interesting and very, very valid. I actually, do you remember the woman's name? I hate to like not give people a shout out when they say something kind of smart. Brene Brown. Okay. Anyways, she was basically just saying how relationships are not 50-50. And when she said that, I was like, is she trying to make some sort of like a, like a feminist plea? Like I, I didn't know what her angle was, but what she said was actually very smart. And she was like, listen, there is never going to be a time in your life where the person that you are, like the romantic partner that you are with, you're both able to put in 50-50. And she was like, what I mean by that is we are humans, right? Like we go through shit. Like you could have a bad day at work. You could have a great day at work and you could get home that night and you might not, you might only have 25% to give. You might not be able to put in the 50% that it takes to be a good loving partner. You might have 25. And when that happens, like your partner needs to be willing and able to put in 75%. And I think she was talking like her husband and her and she was like, we've been together for so many years and we know this about each other and we'll like look at each other sometimes and and, and he'll say, listen, I've got 20. And she goes, all right, I think I can cover the other 80. And I thought it was cool that she said that because she was just emphasizing the fact that Despite what we might see in, you know, Hollywood and pop culture where people stay together for like a year and it's a whirlwind and then they break up in the real world where people are 
you know, trying to make relationships work for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, like you're going to go through some shit. You're going to suffer a loss. You're going to get promoted. You're going to have children. Maybe you're going to, you know, lose a job. You're going to lose something that you care about. And during the highs and lows, if you're with one person that whole time, like I think you need to learn how to communicate with what you're able to give the relationship. And it can't always be one-sided. It can't be like always one partner that's only able to put in 30 and the other has to put in 70. But looking at each other and trying to understand, like, can I cover what my partner is missing? She was saying, like, that's kind of like the key that she's found to make a relationship work, which I thought was super interesting. I, I think the able part is a really important aspect of it because are they willing to and are they able to are two different questions. True. I think are they willing to like, yes, they might be willing to, but can they, are they able to? Cause I think some people aren't real. Like they're, they're not honest with themselves. Like you have to ask yourself, am I in a place in my life where I can show up for my partner and like be there and be a good partner. Right. And obviously like we're making the whole argument that like, Every day you can't, but like there are literally people in relationships that shouldn't be in relationships. Oh, that's a good point. They're not in a place in their life to show up, to show up at all. And they're in this relationship and they're taking and taking Mm. and taking and they're not giving. It's like a parasitic relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, no, but, but actually, and, and so I think, you know, you, you have to ask yourself, but you also have to like take a, take a step back and evaluate your own relationship and, and see like, is your partner in a place to give you what you need? And if they're not, then you need to get out because you never want to find yourself in a relationship where you are the only one giving and your, and your partner's just, just there. That is and giving the bare minimum. So valid because yeah, I think this only works if both partners are willing to understand that you're going to go through seasons in your life And you both have to be willing to step up when the other person needs it. And she even brought up an example and she was like, listen, we're not perfect. So there's going to be sometimes when I might only have 20 to give and my husband might only have 40 to give. And that brings us to 60 and there's 40% that's missing in our relationship. And when that happens, she's like, we need to sit down and have an honest communication with like, how do we be kind to each other when we are both missing certain percentages that we need to hit a hundred. Cause she's like, it's not always going to hit a hundred. Like in an ideal world, it does. But there are some times when it's only going to add up to 85 and we need to make sure that we're still being kind and understanding and like loving to each other when it doesn't add up to a hundred, which again, I think is very mature. But to your point, I think that if you are listening to this and you're like, wow, come to think of it, my partner probably puts in 20% every single day and I'm putting in 80% every single day. And it's not just like he's going through a rough week or a rough month at work, but like it's been three months. It's been six months. It's been a year. It's been 20 years and he is putting in 20% and I am covering. And it's to the point where it's depleting me and hurting me and like causing like me to doubt myself and my ability and like hurt my relationship with myself. Like I agree with you. I think that's when it's, you need to take a look at the relationship and be like, is this something that's worth pursuing? And on the flip side if you are the person that is taking a look at your relationship and you are putting in 10%, 20% over a long period of time and you just don't see yourself being willing to put in more, like maybe you need to focus on yourself and maybe you're not able to give to someone what they deserve or maybe you're with the wrong person and you, there's a 
part of you that doesn't want to give more than that. But like you need to do the right thing and cut them loose if that's the case. I feel like growing up, either myself or friends have heard like, I can't give you what you need right now. Yes. And everyone would be like, oh, that's such a cop out. Like they're just saying that because they like they just don't want to be with me or they don't want to tell me the real reason why. But I feel like you actually need to like listen and respect what that person is saying when they say that because it it really is true sometimes but i do think though that it's not always it's not always a sign that like you guys need to give up and give up on the relationship true. because sometimes you have to go into survival mode survival mode in a relationship like it's not always going to be sunshine and roses like you're going to have ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys all that all that stuff but Sometimes the bare minimum, the bare necessities is necessary to get through it. But that doesn't mean your relationship is necessarily doomed. It's just it's I think it's very situational and you have to like take into consideration like, okay, like what is the situation? Like is my partner going through something traumatic? Like they just lose a loved one or lose their job or like what is going on? Like is this who they are or is this just what they're going through? A circumstance and like your relationship is just being placed on the back burner because there's something else. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good, a really good differentiator. Um, And I think it's all goes back to communication, like sitting your partner down and talking to them about these things. And it is awkward and it's not always fun. I mean, there's been times that like Michael and I have need to sat down and have conversations about our relationship. We've been together for nine years where we need to have conversations being like, all right, this, what we're doing, isn't working in this regard. This isn't, this is, this is working really well. We need to do more of this, less of that. Like we've, we've gone through periods like a few years ago where we had to be like, all right, we need to make sure that we're going to dinner, just the two of us sometimes and not always bring like a posse of friends with us, which sounds so silly, but like when you don't spend any alone time together, like that adds up too. I think the communication is huge. Um, but if you are communicating these things and you're still not seeing any changes, then I think that's when it starts to become a bigger issue. And you're right. You don't give up. But I think to your other point, though, if you have someone that says something and we've all been here, right, says something along the lines of, I just don't know if I can be what you need me to be right now. Or I just don't know if I'm what you need. Or I don't know if I have what it takes to be a good partner. I don't know if this is the right time or I'm not good with myself. You're right. I think a lot of people hear those lines and we're like, oh, that is a cop out. Like that is such a line. But here's what I would implore people to think. Does it matter? Does it matter if they're being genuine or if they're just it's a cop out? Does it matter if they really just don't like you or if they're really just not sure? Because in the end of the day, for whatever reason, they're unsure about you. And it doesn't matter where that intention comes from. Like, I think so many of us and I can only speak to you know, women, because I've never been a man, but like, I think a lot of us are like, well, he said that he wasn't like, he likes me so much, but he just told himself he wouldn't date this year. He just told like, he made a a promise that he would be a better person before getting into a relationship. And you dissect what he's saying. And you're like, is it about me? Is he not like me enough? Am I not good enough? Or is it really about him? And should I wait? And like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's telling you the truth or if he's lying, because for whatever reason, he is not willing to do whatever it takes to be with you in this moment. And that be that could be because he doesn't like you enough or it could be because of something going on with him. But regardless, like that is rejection. And instead of dissecting like what it means, like I think it's important to 
realize, and I saw like, I saw something about this a few weeks ago and I just thought it was so well said because this one girl was like, the only non-negotiable that we should have universally is someone being sure about you. Like we all have non-negotiables are they're, they're different, right? Like the things that matter to you are things that are different than what matter to me. But she was like, the one thing that everyone should have is a person that they're about to be with should be sure about them because I think we've all been in relationships with people that are not sure about us. And that is the worst feeling in the world. I've seen people marry people that were not sure about them and that does not end well. So you need to make sure that the person you're with is sure about you. And if they're not, take that as a blessing to move on. If you hear that like sooner rather than later, because you're always going to be too much or not enough for someone else. And it's better to figure that out and be like, I'm going to cut ties and lose them rather than lose yourself trying to win them over. Cause it's just, it's never going to happen. Yes. And I think in that situation, if, you know, you're kind of being rejected by someone and they might be breaking up with you, I think if you don't have the self-love and self-respect for yourself, and I feel like I've definitely done this um, in the past in a prior relationship, it's like you are hearing what someone is saying and like they, they're saying they don't want to be with you and then you are like looking for change you're no you're like changing who you are to try to make a situation work that's not working it's like okay well then if if this relationship isn't working for you i will lower my my standards to accept a relationship that works for you Mm -hmm. like if you can't give me what i need then okay like i'm just gonna accept what you'll give me yes like Like, i'll take what i can get Exactly. And that was like a point where I was in the lowest of self-esteem. And and looking back, it's like, no, that is so sad. Like you deserve the world and you shouldn't lower your expectations or lower your standards for someone because they can't give you what you want and what you deserve. Yeah, like absolutely. And think about how that happens, right? Because you might convince yourself, like, you might be dating someone and they are so perfect they have everything going for them and they have the good job and a good group of friends and the perfect family and they're so sweet and nice the one thing that they're missing is they're not a hundred percent sure about you they're just they're a little on the fence for whatever reason and maybe they only you know want to date you casually or maybe they only want to see you every now and then or maybe they're just not sure if they're interested in marriage even though it's something that you want and you sacrifice and chip away parts of your soul and like convince yourself that you're okay with that because having a portion of them is better than being alone. But that is such a lie because think about it. Eventually, the more that you tell yourself that, the more that you try to convince yourself that having a piece of them, like whatever piece they're willing to give you is the best you're ever going to get, that starts to chip away at your self-esteem because then psychologically your brain is like, yeah, Shannon, you don't deserve all of someone. You don't deserve someone that loves you more than anything. You don't deserve someone that's willing to compromise for you. You're not, you don't deserve someone that's willing to get down on one, one knee and ask you to be their wife. Like you don't, you don't deserve that. And you start telling yourself that. And it is so much better. Like if you feel like you're not enough for someone else, which you are, by the way, you at least need to be enough for yourself. Like that is the only way that you are ever going to be able to be in a healthy relationship. And that's not something that I think either of us are perfect at yet. I don't think anyone is, but I think it's a working, working relationship. And I think that when I look at couples, I aspire to be like, they're always people who 
are good with themselves. Like they're good with what they have going on, that they're ready to go out there and be a great partner and be a good significant other. It's never the people that are like, I need you to fill this void in my life because that just doesn't work. I'm literally thinking of, I don't know if you watched or listened to the recent Call Your Daddy episode with Shay Mitchell. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I highly recommend like anyone that's listening to this conversation and is saying like, okay, I needed to hear this. Go listen to that podcast podcast episode because I think we should all to a degree because there are some things that Shay Mitchell said that I don't agree with. (laughs) But um, she just had this really great like outlook on relationships. And, you know, she was like, I'm okay with myself. So like if this relationship doesn't work out, I'll be fine. Like I'll be okay. Like, and she was like, hypothetically talking, she was saying how like, if my partner is going to cheat on me, they're going to cheat on me. Nothing I say or do is going to change that. So I'm not going to worry about it. it. Yeah. I will be okay. And I just, her confidence was just, I was amazed. I was literally like, holy shit. Like I want to be Shay Mitchell. Like she is a boss ass bitch. Yeah. We should all thrive to be like her to some degree. Yeah. Um, so go listen to that episode because that's so true. Cause think about it. What's the real reason that half like of the people that are in these types of situations are scared. It's not because they're scared of losing the other person. It's because they're scared of themselves. Literally. <laughs> and a lot of us don't want to deal with whatever shit we have going on in our brains. You know what I mean? So, but sometimes that's literally the best thing you can do. It it's is. just like, get right with yourself. But all right, baddies, that's all we have this week. Thank you so much for listening. We missed you guys so much. We will be back next week. And if you want to get push notifications, subscribe on Apple. Leave us a five-star rating and review. You can get notified when we drop our new episodes. And join our private Facebook group. There's over 8,000 Boston baddies looking to make new friends in the Boston area. It's linked in our IG bio at drinksafterwork underscore. And follow us on TikTok. I've been pretty tame on TikTok lately. I yeah, haven't you been haven't fighting been with fighting with anyone. with anyone. No, I think I'm... I uh, kind of miss the fights. Oh, don't All right, that. well, we'll post something about um, Taylor Swift and alligator tears. And I'm sure we'll be right back. Perfect. Right back where we left off with the internet hating us. All love right, it. we love you baddies. See you next week. Bye. Bye.